January is the first month of the year. January is the first month of the year. Welcome to our second review episode for the month of January, even though we're in February. So yeah, it's just me and Lewis today. So yeah, I'm just first I'm gonna go through some of the like new releases that came out last month that I saw. And then after that, we're going to just have a little bit of a chat about what we've both been watching. Some old stuff might pop up along the way, some good, some bad. And then we're going to have a little bit more of an in-depth chat about um, last year's, probably last year's best film, uh, Parasite. I think it was my favourite film last year. What about you? If I'm honest, it feels like it's been five years ago since it was last year, so I can't even remember what. What was my t- number one of last year? Birds of Prey. No, I don't think. I think that got knocked down a couple of pegs. Oh, did it? Good. <laughs> oh, was it Invisible Man? Oh, hang on. I've got my list. Hang on. Cute intermission music. <laughs> uh, definitely wasn't Sonic. The- oh, Tenet. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was, it was a good one. Definitely a good one. Parasite would be up in my top three. It would have probably knocked Soul off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think personally for me, I thought, I mean, I'll get on to it and explain when we talk about it in a bit more depth why I yeah. picked it as my favourite. But um, firstly, and to kick us off, just go through some of the newer films that came out last month on um, streaming platforms. Uh, and I'll tell you whether I think they're worth a watch or not. So most recently, I watched Greenland with Gerald Butler, which is like a disaster movie. I don't see Clark. Oh, maybe he's still sleeping. Dad. <laughs> Some of Clark's larger fragments are now expected to enter our atmosphere. That's right. I know that you're just what are they saying? More of the same. Um, when you hear those two words together, you think, oh, shit, not again. Because um, I think he's done a few of those now, hasn't he? I mean, you've got, like, the sort of Olympus has fallen films. They've done a few of those. They're kind of along those lines. Um, and then you've got, uh, like, Geostorm, which I never actually watched because I didn't hear great things about it. Um, but Greenland um, was surprisingly... There's something different about this one. Um, I think... Disaster movies, they can come over quite goofy sometimes. Now, I'm not saying there's not a couple of moments in it that might come into that category. There was just something different about it. It was, I thought, quite well acted. It was a little bit more gritty. Um, There were parts of it that were scarily real, actually, and kind of played on your mind a little bit, like, what if this did actually happen? So um, that was actually a pleasant surprise, and that one's on Prime, if you fancy it. once again, it was supposed to come out last year, um, and it kind of came out under the radar, to be honest. I only realised it was on Prime like the day it came out, so I didn't see much advertisement for it. Um, the other new one was The Dig on Netflix. Should we take a look at them, then? Right. Things like this are usually done through museums. Yes, but with the war coming, they couldn't embark upon any new ventures. Well, I've been on digs since I was old enough to hold a trowel. My father taught me. 
that was a funny one because I wasn't that fussed about it. It doesn't really sound like it's going to be too exciting, like, you know, two hours in length. It's got some good actors in it, though, like Ray Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan. It's definitely not a popcorn movie, you know? Mm. But it's quite interesting. And obviously, it's like based on a true story. And I hadn't heard much about this story at all. It's one of those, I think, if the actors weren't as good, you would definitely would sort of drift off from it a bit more. But it's had pretty good reviews, like 73 on Metacritic and like 7.2 on IMDb is not too bad. Uh, another newish film I saw is The Rental. Let me show you out back and then I'll get out of your hair. The stars are insane out here. I should have brought the telescope. What do you need a telescope in the city for? Unless you're like a peeping Tom or something. Uh, that's like a horror sort of movie on Prime as well. I don't know if you've heard of that one. No, I've not heard of that one. What's that Have one about? Not? It's a funny one, really, because it's actually directed by Dave Franco. Okay. So you wouldn't expect that, because obviously you kind of associate him more with comedy movies. Rental. Yeah, The Rental. Uh, it stars Dan Stevens, Alison Brie, and then a couple of other sort of up-and-coming actors i'll be honest i've not seen them in much it's not a very big cast um quite slow i appreciate it's well made and there are certainly some good bits of it um i wouldn't say like totally avoid it but you kind of got to be patient with it as well and really be into that sort of genre piece i think my biggest disappointment out of the new films was the white tiger which was on netflix when i first saw him I knew then, this was the master for me. I want to be a driver for your son. Hey, how much rope? Hey, don't do that. I had quite high hopes for this one. Again, 7.2 IMDb, 76 on Metacritic. It's quite high. Um, yeah, it's just, it. the pacing was a bit off. I know it's not an action film, but you're sort of following this guy's journey and it's dragging it out a bit. And I'll be honest, it gets to sort of an hour and a half and nothing major has really happened. And when that's a two hour movie, you are sort of thinking, uh, okay. So I'm not quite sure why people were raving about that one so much, but I, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks. isn't it really, I was going to say, I'm looking at the trailer now and the info and it's, yeah, definitely one I wouldn't kind of want to see. Um, well, you know me, I sort of, I can't help myself and give pretty much anything a go, don't I? Um, I am intrigued by Greenland, though, I'll be honest. I've just added it to my list to watch. Yeah, um, I genuinely, like, I think with that one, I didn't have, like, high hopes, so that was why I was quite surprised by it. Mm. So, yeah, definitely give that a go. And it, it looks quite good the way they made it. Um, you'll see what I mean when you get onto it. Um I also watched Finding O'Hana on one Saturday morning. Dad, hello. When is Papa doesn't have internet? <laughs> you want it. Please don't kill your sister. You guys look taller in the picture. Go ahead. Seems a little unsanitary. That's just a bit of fun, really. It's sort of like got elements of the Goonies in it. That's another one, like 69 on Metacritic. It's not too bad for that sort of movie. It's not for too new bad. Ones. Finally, Wonder Woman. I used to want to save the world. 
this beautiful place. But the closer you get, the more you see the great darkness within. Which uh, is kind of new still, because it obviously came out in cinemas briefly, and then uh, before they shut, it came on to like demand. I don't know if I'd say I was disappointed before I'd seen it, it already had quite bad reviews in places. So I was kind of expecting it to be probably worse than I ended up thinking it was, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was. it's okay. Like, it's not the worst superhero film, but there's loads better out there. So I spoke to someone else and they said, like, the first sort of 45 minutes, it's really quite intriguing, and then it kind of just falls apart. And when I I kept waiting for that sort of forty five minute mark, being told that, and I kind of see what they meant. It's just very long and drawn out, um, and probably one of my least favorite parts about it. And this is why it's a shame, is because I think he's a good actor, Pedro Pascal. Um, he's just not a very. I just didn't get the villain in it. It just didn't work for me. It was really. I found it quite irritating, and not in like a good way, if that makes sense. Like not as in he's supposed to be irritating like he just really pissed me off so <laughs> that kind of that kind of affects like your viewing pleasure doesn't it whenever you get a villain like that in a superhero film i mean i'm still looking forward to watching it yeah like i said mate it's um it's not awful and you've probably like you said you've heard mixed reviews so you might love it or you might you know enjoy it enough I'm going in with very low expectations, so I'm sure I'm going to love it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, if someone said they did like it, I wouldn't have any problem with that, to be honest, because like I said, it's not the worst film. It's just not when you compare it to like things like the DC lately have done, like Aquaman, Shazam was really good. First Wonder Woman. See, I, I liked it, but I didn't love that either. Oh, really? No, like, and again, I know it got quite good reviews when it came out, and that's probably where we go back to the, I was psyched for it. Yeah. So I went in and I thought, yeah, it's good. And I own it and I watched it again, and yeah. I would watch it again. But it's not one that I would watch, like, over, you know, like every now and then, like, oh, yeah, I'll have to, you know, oh, I haven't seen that for a while. I better give that a go. It's just, it was okay. It was a good movie. I, I like the first Wonder Woman. It is one of those ones that I kind of just feel in the mood to watch sometimes. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough, mate. Um, that's what makes it interesting. I know I say it a lot, but if we all had the same opinions, it'd be pretty boring. Right, so that's enough of me talking for the moment. Do you want to let me know um, like what some of the stuff you've been watching, Lewis? I know they're mostly sort of older movies, but we'd love to hear them anyway. I think you mentioned it earlier on. It was either before the recording or during the recording about like, you know, it's not your typical popcorn films. And for me, like that's what's missing at the moment. There isn't enough popcorn films. I noted down Greenland because I went, oh, actually, that might be a popcorn film. You know, one that you can just chill back, turn your brain off and enjoy. Yeah. And. You know, that's what I'm kind of missing at the moment. That's why I've kind of gone back and watched some old films, older films, should I say. And I'm pretty sure you've seen all the older films. And I've been noting them down on Facebook as well, like what I've been watching. And some are like very questionable. I mean, one of my like guilty pleasures, Snakes on a Plane. In 
Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Seen it. I was thinking, maybe he hasn't seen it. I'll be very disappointed if you've not seen snakes on a plane, you know. Cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Really, that one. Yeah, it's like you can't even like go through the plot because the plot is snakes on a plane, and that's what I love about it. <laughs> uh, apparently, it was based on real elements, like not not like all the gangster stuff. But apparently, there was just a flight from um, I don't know where, and some snakes were on a plane, and someone wrote a screenplay about it. But yeah, it's just one of you. Like I was watching it, and I forgot how kind of fun and tongue-in-cheek it is but it's also so bad i was there going because as a kid you're watching it and you're going oh this is well fun there's you know gore blood you know samuel jackson um but as an adult with a more mature palette i was watching it going god even samuel jackson's a bit wasted in this film wow if you're saying that like do you not think yeah it's been a while since i've seen it to be honest but we watch it. There were there are elements where you're like, oh, this is fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. But then there's like little hinges of like, oh, that's really bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that CGI snake looks dodgy. It's all that kind of elements. Mm. It's like there's a bit where like a snake is hanging off of a lady's nipple. You know, because oh, cinematic masterpiece is best. But you could just tell it's a CGI snake. It's just so funny. So instead of going like, oh, my nipple, I found myself going, ha, CGI snake. So, yeah, but it's still worth a watch, and I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. So, yeah, because that's what I watched it on. It's on Netflix as we speak. So so something else I've been watching, well, that I watched recently, after Snakes on a Plane, I seem to be going through like a B-movie phrase. Um, have you ever seen Dog Soldiers, Rich? I have seen Dog Soldiers. It was... God, a good 15 years ago. And what I have seen it. I thought it was okay. Um, i got to be honest, mate. It's been so long. I can't remember a lot of it. I think I own it. So it's one I can revisit at some point. Well, you need to definitely rewatch it because it's... I forgot how good it is. Like, you know how Snakes on a Plane is so bad that it might be good? Like, Dog Soldiers is actually really good that it's good. It's just so, you know, you can see why it's got that cult classic element. And it's recently been, like, you know, put into, I think, like, 2K. Or maybe it might just be full HD, I'm not sure. But they, it was on Amazon Instant. Um, not Prime, though. It was just, you know, when you just buy it. And it was in a sale. So I was just like, hey, I haven't seen this film for ages. But, oh, I love it. It's basically soldiers get put into like a training exercise not realizing that there's werewolves out there and they got a like hold ship in this little kind of like barn whilst they're being attacked by these really cool looking werewolves like it's all done prosthetics and it's so gory but it's also just so funny <laughs> like without going into the silly territory it's just like so tongue-in-cheek hilariously brilliant that you kind of just want to watch it straight after you've seen it. And, you know, it was made in 2003 by Neil Marshall. So, you know, you're in good hands. He's done the better Game of Thrones episodes. But he also did the recent Hellboy, which was absolutely shit. 
Which I haven't seen. You don't need to see it. It's awful. I don't plan on it because I love the other two, so I'm just going to avoid. I will give it this. It is like if you get some beers down you and you get some nachos, it's somewhat enjoyable if you don't kind of care. But because I'm a massive fan like yourself of the Gleamer Del Toro ones, you kind of care just a bit. And you're like, this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) What else have you been watching, mate? So, yeah, I watched Blade Runner 2049 recently. Uh, And I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of the original. And that's why I've not touched upon the sequel. I get that in the, you know, in late 70s, was it made? Blade Runner, the first one? I think it was like 1980, maybe early 80s, 82. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, early 80s in, you know, Blade Runner would be deemed the classic that it kind of is deemed as. Um, But when I watched it, you know, I was a bit disappointed by how, like, you know, bland it was considering where we are at the moment with films. But Blade Runner 2049 is absolutely brilliant. Everyone should watch it. Uh, I'm trying to think that's on Amazon Prime, actually, as well. So, you know, if you've got that, you can. It's all good to have these streaming services that you can watch all these different films. But, yeah, I thought it looked brilliant. I thought the story was brilliant. The acting's brilliant. It's just a brilliant film. You know, it's just so kind of well done, and it's very slow in pace. But when the action kind of kicks up a bit, it's great. And it is kind of like a, you know, noir in space. And I just thought it was awesome. And I know you're a fan of it as well, Rich. Yeah, I um, I actually saw this twice at the cinema. Um, the first time, it was quite a late one. And obviously, it's a long film. So I'm definitely glad I saw it for a second go because it's, um, like you said, it is slow paced. But I love the way it's made. And I totally agree with your point that it's like a noir in space, like that's nail on head. There's the mystery. Well, I don't. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it too much, but there's like a mysterious sort of vibe going on, isn't there? Because of the plot. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spoil it because it's just one of those films where you you know you go into it kind of not knowing too much, and you, your mind is just blown towards the end. Yeah, totally. Um, I've got it. And I would like to watch it again soon because it's been, I think it came out like 2017. I think it was back end of sort of 2017. And then, because it must have been about three, three and a half years ago, I saw it. Yeah, it's crazy. I know it didn't last in the cinemas long because it just didn't do that well. Uh, But I think that's more, you know, it's a two and a half hour long, very slow sci-fi film. It hasn't really got that audience. No, I totally agree. I think it's one of those where I can see a lot of people wouldn't be a fan, but it's going to have a big cult following as well. Yeah. And when you look at it, some of the best films made aren't actually that um, high up on the highest grossing movies lists anyway. No, not really. It's mainly like blockbusters, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Which it is a blockbuster. You know, it is an event film. But I think just because it's so slow, but so rewarding, that it just kind of doesn't deem as a blockbuster. 
Yeah, I think that's that, that's something that could be up for debate, and maybe we could like delve a little bit more into on a separate episode if we talk about Blade Runner, like you know why we don't, why you're not a massive fan of the first one, and why you like the second one more. Yeah. So before we get on to talking a bit about Parasite, I'll just give you a run through some of the ones I've been watching, uh, some of the older ones. Um, yeah. So firstly, I was going to mention I watched Hotel Mumbai. Um, sadly, it's got Army Hammer in it, um, and I watched it before this shit kicked off about him. But um, it's like that's that was worth a watch. It's got Dev Patel uh, as the main role in it. It's a true story about when the Taj Hotel in Mumbai got attacked by uh, terrorists. Um, it's quite an emotional watch, actually. Uh, I think initially it came out on Sky Cinema, but it, you can get hold of it on um, Prime. I think. So, yeah, that one's worth checking out. Uh, you'll love this one. I watched Piranha 3D finally. Finally. Um, and i got to put my hands up. I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was good. I know I really wanted to say it was awful, but it was actually, it was so bad it was good, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, again, easy just to, it's easy to watch. It's just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, we totally sat down. We sat down and we were like, Do you know, I want to watch a film, but I don't want to watch anything I've got to really think about too much. And I sort of picked that up and we were like, yeah, fuck it, let's watch that. And I watched Gemini Man. Um, that was a bit... Was it your yeah, first game? Yeah, it was. I um, I quite liked the first half of it. And then it kind of got just a little bit tedious after that and a little bit even though it's a sci-fi it's still got a little bit sort of like too far-fetched in places um i can only describe it like that really without going into too much depth but um yeah it's not will smith's finest hour i watched bill and ted's excellent adventure for the first time ever i enjoyed that uh i i can't believe i'd waited this long to see it because my brother's a big fan um I don't know why it just seemed to go under the radar a lot, but um, I really enjoyed it and I need to watch uh, the next one. And obviously they did a new one last year. The new one is good, to be fair. Yeah, see, I've heard mixed things because I think if you're like, maybe grew up with the other ones, because obviously they came out like late 80s, then you probably less like to like the, the new one, maybe. That's what I've got the feel for. I think it was perfect for kind of because it got released like you know in that midpoint of the year when the pandemic was still a thing it was kind of the perfect cure because you didn't have to really think about it <laughs> like it wasn't tenet if you know what i mean you could just go in and just enjoy it yeah t- i totally get what you mean um yeah not like tenet i mean a lot don't get me wrong i really enjoyed tenet but at the same time like my brain probably hurt a bit afterwards <laughs> um i watched a really good old one was Bad Day at Black Rock. Uh, it was only It's a really short one. It's about 80 minutes, but it's Spencer Tracy. And basically, he's like a one-armed stranger, turns up at this town, and, you know, he's kind of like, looks like this sort of frail old man, but he's actually a bit kick-ass. Um, and the townsfolk are very hostile to him throughout, so you can kind of see where that's what that one's headed. Mm. I watched... Annabelle Comes Home, 
there's pretty much zero plot in it, but I kind of shit myself a lot throughout. <laughs> That's what you like in horror. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm realising I'm saying totally a hell of a lot at the moment. Certainly. Um, I um, I rewatched Glory, which is a American Civil War movie, and believe it or not, Matthew Broderick is the lead role. And it's one of Denzel's sort of like rise to fame movies, really. Um, it's got Carrie Alwes as well, uh, Morgan Freeman. So there's a couple of, you know, big names in there. Uh, it's, if you Again, I, I, know, I appreciate some people might not be into that sort of thing, but I've been brought up on those sort of films. So I really like that one. I watched a good comedy one, actually, with, Saint, uh, with Bill Murray called St. Vincent. Sort of like an uplifting one overall. Oh, is it uplifting? Yeah, there's like there's sort of like little there's emotional parts in it, but it's got a good sort of message in it, and it's it's been done before, you know, like a miserable old man, you know, kind of meets a kid and he turns him yeah. around, you know, what I mean, he makes him sort of see the good in life again, kind of thing. But Melissa McCarthy's in it as well. I'll tell you what I did watch, and I was disappointed with a couple of ones I watched. For the yeah. older ones were um. Cujo and I watched Logan's Run, which I both of those I was a bit disappointed with, to be honest. Yeah, I can. Do, do you think it's because of like the date they were made? Yeah, I think it could be to do with the fact like I've met different people who've said, especially with Logan's Run, they've said like how much of a classic it is. So I've probably gone in with really high hopes for it and just been disappointed because, like, you know, I'm like, mate, like. If someone raves about a film, I just can't help but get excited about watching it. So sometimes I do go in and I get very disappointed. Yeah, it's because you've gone in with like those hope. Yeah, I think finally one of my surprise uh, movies for an old film, and it was on Netflix, is Dark Man um, with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 1990. Um, it's only got like a 6.4, and I can see why, because it's sort of there are goofy parts in it, but it knows that it's being goofy, you know, and it's Sam Raimi as well. You can totally tell it's a Sam Raimi movie when you're watching it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not like the same sort of genre other than Spider-Man. It's not the same sort of genre he's known for, but there are elements of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's only like an hour and a half, so it's easy to just pop on when you're not really got much on, you know, and you want to kill a bit of time. It's It's worth a go. Yeah, I might give that a watch then. That sounds all right. I like Sam Raimi, so. Yeah, let me know what you think uh, next time. Yeah, definitely. But that's about it. I mean, I've watched quite a lot, to be honest, because obviously we've not had much else to do. So. No, well, that's right. You're doing zero, you know... zero fucks given, mate, about the amount I've watched. <laughs> exactly. I feel disappointed I haven't watched that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have done other things in between. So finally, then, for this little review update episode, although it's not a new film, and obviously at the moment it does suck and not a lot of new stuff is coming out, and even some of the new stuff that is coming out isn't overly exciting because they're holding it back for the cinemas, we're going to just chat a little bit about Parasite.
I know you watched this quite recently, Lewis. So do you want to like sort of tell us the plot if people don't know it yet without giving too much away, and then uh, tell me what you thought of Parasite? I mean, it's quite hard, isn't it, to do the plot for Parasite without giving it away. As I said that about like the plot, I thought, ah, do you know what? Like, how would you uh, say it? Like, um, that's the thing. Like, you just need to avoid. You just need to avoid the trailers for this one. The way that I described it to someone was it's like Crazy Stupid Love, but a thriller. <laughs> Fucking hell, here he goes again. I'm trying to see where you've linked it with Parasite, but... Well, I'll try, I'm trying to do my best avoiding spoilers. So, you know, in Crazy Stupid Love, there's elements, you know, everything's plodding along story-wise. Um, yeah. And, you know, you've got certain characters meeting other certain characters... And then it all leads up to, in Crazy Stupid Love, uh, a, you know, a brilliant sequence involved in the garden where all of a sudden these characters are all meeting. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happened in Parasite. <laughs> Do you not think? Shit, you've, I can't believe you've done it two weeks in a row. See, it's Parasite, if I had to describe Parasite's plot, that's spoiling it. Lots of events happen. And it ends up with them in a garden and bigger, a big, you know, scenario happens. But everything leading up to the big garden sequence is brilliant. I don't know how you do it, mate, but I get where you're going with that. Yeah, no, I do. I get it. But, like, fair play. There's moments of comedy in Parasites. There's moments of drama in Parasite. I mean, I used the word thriller, but I'm actually now thinking it's not really a thriller until the end like I was trying to sell it to my other mate who's not into kind of you know because it is a Korean film and I understand people don't want to watch subtitle movies and stuff like that but he's you know he's adamant he doesn't like subtitles movies but he's heard that it's a really good film that kind of leads up to a really big surprise you know twist and turning ending but it kind of doesn't if that makes sense would you say it's like a twisty turny film i i kind of just think it's i think it's like a good book because it's not it's a you know it's an original script isn't it i don't think it's based on anything yeah i believe so um i can it's not i wouldn't say it's sort of twist and turny throughout there are like some twisty moments in it there's twisted moments in it they're a bit like oh oh bloody hell um I found it, when I was watching it, I did find it, you know, funnier than I expected. Um, And the twisty-turny elements, I don't think there is any twisty-turny elements. Because as the audience, you're aware of the twists already. So there is no twists. Because you know what's going on. And I think it's a very good example as well of different, um, uh, like, classes. Yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the big things behind this movie was showing the class divide, wasn't it? I think it was a clever way of getting that across. Um, So I totally got that and appreciated that. It was a really good film and I watched it, you know, from beginning to end. So so Bong Bong Joon-ho, he also did a film called The Host, which is my personal favourite one of his. Oh, um, right. See, I didn't love that. Oh, no, I, I thought it was wicked. Again, it's just, you know, like B-movie, but a family drama. 
as well. Um, okay. With, but Parasite was, you know, it was a very good film, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of thankful that I didn't watch it last year, because at the moment it's number one for the films I've seen this year. Fair enough. I um also another film before I sort of talk about Parasite a little bit. There's yeah, another cool. one that um he did called Memories of Murder. Have you heard of that? I've not heard of it. Yeah, see, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it either. I don't know if it's one that's a sort of more difficult to get hold of than others. Um, yeah. But apparently it's definitely worth a watch, so keep an eye out for that one if it comes up on Prime or anything like that, because uh, I'll definitely be one of the first on it. Snowpiercer. Have you seen that film TV series? Yeah, I've seen that film, actually. Yeah, I forgot that you did that, because obviously yeah. it's a different type of movie. Yeah, again, it's one of those movies I've got on my to-watch list. I might try and watch that as well in the week. Yeah, I think, um, from what I remember, it's worth a watch. Um, I don't think it... I, I wouldn't call it a classic, but it's it's an interesting concept. Hmm. Um, yeah, so my experience of Parasite, uh, I didn't see it at the cinema. I really wanted to, but didn't get around to it. And then, of course, cinema's probably... I don't know if it had already left the cinema by the time cinemas closed, actually. I'm not sure, but I missed it. And I was gutted because obviously it was getting a lot of hype. Um, sometimes with the Oscar films, you do wonder if they're going to be as good as everyone's saying. In the case of Parasite, I can totally say like the hype was worth it. When you look at what else came out last year as well, I know it wasn't the great deal, but there were still some other good movies. I watched it around Christmas time, actually. I know it's not a Christmassy film. It came out on Prime, uh, and I thought, you know, I've got a, I need to see this, see what it's like. And um, Chelsea watched it with me actually, and she doesn't normally watch world cinema; she's quite new to the genre. Yeah, but um, she loved it, and she picked it as her favorite film of last year as well. So that was quite refreshing. I thought, you know, it just showed how good it was. Um, and yeah, there are moments where you laugh, and there's moments where you think that's quite tragic. So it's got a lot in there and it doesn't, it balances well. Like it doesn't, the comedy elements don't come over and you think, oh, that's stupid. Like, why is that happening? It just works. Um, it's very natural. And I thought it was a clever plot. The way they'd pieced it, you know, the way they'd structured it together. Mm. And you can see why it was getting all of the acclaim. It seems to me maybe like, Chelsea's not the only person that's sort of got into world cinema because of it either, because of its popularity. I think a lot of other people have watched it, enjoyed it, and then they're thinking, maybe I'll give, um, you know, more subtitle films a go. Because I've always, personally, I've always been a fan of world cinema. Since I've got into films, I've I've always given them a go. There's lots I've seen, there's lots I haven't seen. Um, mm. I'd quite like to do an episode on it at some point. I think that could be quite fun. I think that would be really good. Yeah, I mean, Luke's into his world cinema. I know Lana likes her world cinema. Um, it seems like you're into a few as well. I'm into the world cinema that's kind of, you know, that intrigues me just from the trailers. And some of the, you know, world cinema is in my top 10, so. Nice. I think the um, the other thing for Parasite as well, I'd avoided finding out anything about it for you know, nearly a year. Mm. And 
so up to the point I started to watch it, I still didn't really know what it was going to be about, what happened. Like the plot was never really sort of obvious, was it? When they ever they put out the synopsis, never gave a lot away, which was I think quite a good thing. But I, what I did get, I loved, um, and I thought it was really well made. And uh, it's a over two hours runtime, but I didn't get bored at any point. Sometimes you look at the clock and you're wishing the time went, and sometimes you don't want a film to end. And I think that was one of those for me. I just was into it so much. I think I was a little bit gutted when it was over. Yeah, I can see that. Which doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. But when it does happen, you're like, ah, you know, like, Mm. they can still do it. You know, they can still make, like, an original movie that gets us hooked rather than just remakes and reboots and whatnot i mean i have a feeling that i did i read this i can't remember but um isn't it being turned all like this thoughts about it being turned into a tv series i think so but i might have i'm sure i read somewhere that you know there's talks of it being made into like a tv series which i can kind of see you know they can add other kind of thriller elements yeah but yeah, how many Oscars did Parasite win in the end? Four Oscars. Mm. Yeah, Motion Picture of the Year, Achievement in Directing, uh, Original Screenplay, International Feature Film. Um, yeah. did, so did you watch it in colour? Yeah, I watched it in colour. I almost watched it in black and white, but then I thought I might like it. So I'll watch it in colour and then go back to it black and white so I can see the differences. Yeah, I think I might do that. Like for my second view. Um, I also, on the side note, they did that with um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, they did. I've seen that black and white in it. That's really good. Is it good, is it? Yeah, it I, is, um, yeah. yeah, I definitely want to give that a go at some point. Because I've seen it in colour a couple of times. And I nearly went to see that at the cinema in black and white, which would have been pretty good, I think. I did it with Logan, actually, a, few, uh, a while back. I don't know oh, if you saw yeah. that one. Yeah, I did. That was, again, really good. Yeah, I think it's quite an interesting... For certain films, I wouldn't want them to do it for everything because I think it would um, it would devalue that sort of yeah. effect if they did it with everything. So doing and it with good. stuff here and there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Right, I think that's pretty much us wrapped up for that. Right, thanks again. Right, mate. Pleasure talking to you, as always, Lewis. Yeah, same as you, mate, same. All right, mate, yeah, till next time. Um, So we'll do another review episode. Like, well, it'll be start of March now, won't it? And hopefully there's been a few, there have been a few things that have come out. But I'm sure we'll do plenty more watching because of lockdown. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, till next time. What month comes next after January?